You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Amanda DeBoer Bartlett, DMA, is a classically trained soprano who enjoys sharing contemporary music with audiences all over the world. She has organized performances and festivals throughout the country, and in 2014, she co-founded the Omaha Under the Radar Festival. She is a member of the Ensemble Del Niente, a Chicago-based contemporary music collective, Quinn's Contemporary Vocal Ensemble, a treble voice ensemble that specializes in the music of living composers, and Hosco Duo, an experimental voice and guitar duo. Born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska, Ms. DeBoer moved to Chicago to study at DePaul University, where she received a Bachelor of Music. She received a Master's Degree from the University at Buffalo and a Doctorate of Music Arts from Bowling Green State University. Her research focuses on vocal pedagogy and extended vocal techniques. Omaha is fortunate to have such a gifted and talented artist who also supports other area artists with her work. We appreciate her time today. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And we are here today with Amanda DeBoer, who is the executive director of Omaha Under the Radar. Thank you very much for coming and talking with us today. Hi, good to be here. Um, and we're so thankful to you for putting this together. How many years has it been now that you've done Omaha this is our Under the eighth Radar? Festival. Eighth festival. We had our first fest- first festival in 2014. Mm, okay. After I moved back to Omaha, and so yeah, this will be eight years eight years solid. And this starts uh, August second and runs through the sixth this year. So yeah, it's a little confusing because there's a Soundry workshop, which is our five-day educational camp for sound art and music composition. Oh, yes. And then the public performance events start on August 6th and run through August 7th. Yes, they are. 6th and 7th. Gotcha. So the 6th and the 7th are the main sort of festival part of it? Correct. Yeah. And then, all right. And you've just got so many artists. And tell yeah, us, tell a, us a little bit about the artists and, and how you come to to get them on to the festival. Yeah, that's been an interesting process. In a normal year, we hold an application in the fall. It's free to apply, and it's open to folks from around the country to apply with a, with a project to perform. This year, we didn't know in April whether or not we were going to have a festival. So we didn't really have time to run an application process. So we reached out to people, almost all of them are local artists who we know are the type of folks who uh, have more experimental perspective about performance, have work that falls outside the traditional mainstream that we thought might have something that they'd be able to perform. And and we also have some larger pieces that, that are going to be performed in a group setting. So artists on the festival are performing solo and duo sets, but then they're also performing on these big, large pieces together and creating this new collaboration. So that's something that we always try to do is to have like a big collaboration where we bring people together who haven't worked together before in a setting that they can create something new. That's really neat. That's amazing. So when do do the festivities start for the public, the public music jam, basically jam sessions? (laughs) Yeah, right. We have... 
we have our Soundry workshop starting Monday. Okay. And those folks often end up performing on the festival in the large pieces too. Oh. So that's open to, it's mostly geared toward adults who can be at any level of music experience. They could have never played a piece of music in their life or they could be professionals. But the whole point is to come together and explore more experimental music and to try new things. And so then as part of that Soundry workshop, we have some guest artists who are going to give talks. And those start on Wednesday. It's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We have three composers who are going to give talks as part of that. And so the public is are welcome to participate in those talks as well. They're going to be held online. Um, so that will be open to anyone around the country or wherever you're based, which is kind of nice. Oh, and then neat. the public performances start on Friday, August 6th. Yeah. And, um, in the evening and run through Saturday evening, uh, August 7th. Neat. Wow. What a, what a big festival to have to coordinate and all these different <laughs> yes. moving pieces. Cause I know, yeah. I know that you're even um, working with Jocelyn on one of the artists for the meditation. Well, Jocelyn has a series of events happening between 10 AM to 2 PM on Saturday, August 7th. And so that'll start with, um, sort of a movement meditation at 10 a.m. that that everyone is welcome to participate in, led by Nathan Brumbaugh, who's a really, really interesting local creator, movement artist, healer, yeah. painter. He does many, many things. Oh, neat. And then from there, it moves into those large group performances that I was talking mm-hmm. about, as well as some solos, some duo acts, a local songwriter named Anna McClellan. There'll be a variety of things happening at Jocelyn. And on top of it, we're going to have some food trucks, some Mediterranean, some pizza, coffee. So what we're hoping is that for folks who um, are justifiably hesitant to do any indoor activities at the moment, um, we have this outdoor event for folks. It's family friendly. It's going to be a very casual event. And... For folks who are also hesitant about exploring experimental music and dance, this is a really casual, fun way to approach it mm-hmm. without feeling like you know you're trapped in a seat in a theater, and if you don't like it, yeah. there's nothing you can do. Right. You can't escape. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we like yeah. having escape routes for people. <laughs> That's wonderful. So it's definitely bring your own blanket, bring your own chair, bring your own. Yeah, place we'll to have set. some <laughs> chairs if, especially for accessibility. Yeah, it, you know, we're going to provide some chairs if, if folks need them. But yeah, you know, bring your bring your comfy chair, bring your picnic, um, and make it make it your own choose your own adventure kind of performance. Oh, neat! That it just sounds so exciting. All that, and it's so perfect for the time too, having it be outdoors. Oh my so, gosh, yeah. and we will also have a big shade tent, oh. <laughs> like twenty by thirty foot, because. We understand what Nebraska weather has been like lately. Right. So Ooh. no one's going to be stuck out in the sun. We ah. got shade. We've got ice water. It'll be, we're going to make it as comfortable as possible. Oh, that's great. Oh, how exciting. And it's such a, such a good time to do it. Uh, you've gotten a, something called the experimental happy hour. That, that sounds interesting. Yeah. It's at the trap room <laughs> at 733 yeah. North 14th Street. Yeah, it's, it's by the slowdown, if folks know that area, yeah. north of downtown. And I love the trap room. I love the people there. And they offered to have some drink specials for folks who are attending the festival. And we're going to play a playlist of music by the festival artists and music that's related to the festival artists. 
And it's a, it's a way for folks who are either attending or participating in the festival to, to chat and network and hang out outside of the events in a really casual environment. And Trap Room has a really great patio as well. So, you know, again, it, it's, there's a way for you to do it outside and, and hang yeah. out and still participate. Neat. And there's a reading. Can you tell us a little bit about that that's going to happen? Yeah. Virginia Gallner is a local songwriter, poet, writer type, very creative artist. And she has been writing horror fiction. Hard word to say, horror fiction. Yeah, it is hard <laughs> to say. You want to really enunciate that one, you know? And so she's creating a soundscape to accompany the first public reading of the horror fiction that she's been writing. This is a really new direction for her. And like I said, as we were chatting before you started recording, we love to think of this event as a way for artists to try something new outside of their normal creative process because our audience that we've cultivated over the past several years is really into that. They want to see the most out the edgiest thing that you're doing. Yeah. So when, when artists are on our festival, I think they think, yeah, okay, this is my chance. This is, this is the time that I'm going to try that thing that I'm not sure about and see how it works. Yeah. And so yeah, she'll be doing a reading with a soundscape of her original fiction. That really sounds that. super neat. That sounds fun. Yeah. That sounds really and it'll cool. It'll be late night at outer spaces. And oh, that'll it'll be have, cool. <laughs> yeah, it'll have it'll have the right vibe. So wow, you've got all these different venues. That's fantastic. So there's Kaneko, Outer mm-hmm. Spaces, Jocelyn, the Trap Room. Yeah. Um where, where else are your locations? Are those the main four? And the internet. Well, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And that's online fair, as well. Yeah. Actually, that is a good point that I should make, though, mm-hmm. is that we are taking video and documenting all of these performances. That's great. And we will have a streaming event later for folks who can't or don't want to attend in person. Sure. That's great. That's But yeah, those are the main venues, Trap Room, Connecto, Jocelyn, and Outer Spaces. Wonderful. Yeah, I know. And I think we think in theater terms, we're like... We think, which building is it in? <laughs> it's actually <laughs> several <Yeah>. venues. <laughs> so, yeah, we like, we've always used multiple venues, and we've used these venues since the beginning. Normally, we'd have even more venues. Yeah, We love to spread out and hit a lot of different neighborhoods, a lot of different areas of Omaha. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, it's scaled back, but we do plan to use to continue to spread throughout Omaha as much as we can. That's wonderful. I love it. Um, and this actually is kind of a good transition into us talking a little bit about how you supported the Omaha Fringe Festival to come to town. Yeah. So you guys partnered with them. The theater community is is grateful to you to, uh, to start that off for them. Yeah, we love we love the Fringe Festival, and we really didn't do much in terms of the creative side of it. That was all Tamar's Tamar's brainchild. And she really took the reins. We just offered some some support behind the scenes in terms of fiscal sponsorship and mm-hmm. um, giving them a platform to get off the ground. We, our website hosted hosted their information in the first year. Aww. So yeah, it was it was so really great. yeah, it was so great that that that's happening and there's so much energy behind it. I think it's really really healthy for the theater community. 
um, to have something where all these different folks are coming together in that way. Right. No, that's great. I mean, it it kind of still is along the lines of the experimental piece. And, and that's yep. kind of what the Fringe was as well and is kind of an experimental mm-hmm. platform. So how neat that that it translates. I love that ethos and I love the ethos of anything kind of subversive happening in Omaha. There's, there's a lot of that, you know, there's Benson first Friday. There's a lot of organizations yeah. that take it upon themselves to be an alternative to the mainstream. And we have so much beautiful performance happening in the theater and the music and all of these communities. And so it's nice to have folks who are always trying to push the envelope and, and and try something new. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I much respect to the Fringe Festival. Well, wow, that's so neat. And thank you so much for supporting them and, and making that happen for us. And mm-hmm. um, it, it also kind of goes along with what you also do musically. You're supporting artists with your music. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, as when I'm not organizing, I'm a, a performer. I'm a soprano. I sing mostly classical music by living composers. And my organizations, Quince Ensemble and Ensembles on the Ente, they're both chamber groups that commission living composers to write new pieces. And we really believe that there's still so much incredible music to be written and that we need to invest in the people creating that music right now, living today. A lot of classical music organizations really focus on music that's 100 years old or older. And so there's plenty of coverage of that repertoire. We don't feel like we need to be the ones yeah. performing it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we want to bring new voices to the front with what we're doing. Uh, what a great way for artists to support other artists here. So you have some out-of-town guests that are going to be coming in for this as well. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, we're really excited to be able to bring a couple folks in from out of town. It's mostly local this year, which we love. But we are bringing in Shari Glogovac-Smith from mm-hmm. Seattle, they do uh, some pretty experimental graphic notation and improvisation work. They're a composer, new media artist, and they'll be leading a large group performance of their piece called Mouse at Kineco. So they're going to be coming into town, rehearsing with local artists, and then putting together a performance of this new collaboration huh. at Kineco. So we're really excited. That'll be folks who haven't worked together before. And then we're also bringing in a woman named Veronica Anselinas from Chicago, who's creating some new synthesizer and voice work, hmm. which will also happen at Connecto. And they are both part of this community that's called like the deep listening community, um, which was pioneered by a composer named Pauline Oliveros. And it's a really deep and introspective approach to thinking about sound art and music um, mid 20th century to now has been just this incredible living tradition that has, I think, shaped a lot of what experimental music is about even today. So it'll be fun to bring them in and to have their calm, meditative process after this chaotic year to have that energy. I think it's going to feel really good. And we're also um, mounting a large performance of a piece called In Sea by Terry Riley. He's a, a 20th century um, pioneer of, of, of a tradition called minimalism. Mm. And this piece is just so immersive and big and lush. And it's going to be throughout the garden at Koneko, just kind of surrounding people with beautiful sounds. So oh, that's something that we're really excited about. Oh, wow. That's really neat. And I've, I've done meditations to music and it is pretty 
it's it. really cool to, yeah. to do that mm-hmm. kind of meditation. So yeah, I think it takes you to a different place when you have something like that sort of like inspiring it. Right. And just getting out of your own environment, I think, is mm-hmm. almost key to that. I think you can get too distracted in your own environment. And we're also such visual creatures that I think we respond so deeply to visual stimuli that if you take that out of it and move toward your auditory response to things instead of always responding visually to things, it accesses a different part of your brain and emotions. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that we're trying to really think about this year is like, we've been staring at screens so much for the past year. What if we all closed our eyes and just listened and, and allowed our environment, our sonic environment to, to be more present for us. That's entirely true. I love that. That's awesome. I really, I really can appreciate that, especially coming from the podcast realm. We've got (laughs) people who just do don't, they don't do podcasts. It's not their thing, but they, they will look at a screen. And listen yeah, to a podcast. Yeah. Look at a video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I understand. <laughs> so I, can, I know that. I can even understand that on that level. <laughs> yeah. So you probably are dealing, like everyone else, with COVID protocols. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you're managing any of that? I mean, at least it's outside, so that's great. But I'm sure that you have those protocols in place. Yeah, the Jocelyn event will be outside, so we're not too concerned about that. The Kaneko and Outer Spaces events will be indoors. Kaneko is a massive space, so we will be able to spread out the audience and really distance them. So that that's a real benefit of using that space. We are still um, encouraging folks to wear masks whenever they're indoors um, with the recent, uh, recent news. Mm. Outer Spaces is a smaller venue as compared to Kaneko, so we will have to limit the capacity at that event. That's something yeah. that folks should be aware of if you want to attend the Outer Spaces event, it is good to get a festival pass in advance because we will be limiting the admissions on that event. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Thank you for for doing that and and for thinking about those things. Yeah. Many many thanks to everyone who's uh, been, uh, you know, doing their part with all of it. Yeah, we really appreciate the time. And next yeah. year, we would like to get ahead of it just a little bit more. I'll put you on my schedule so, yeah, so that we don't have to do so much of a rush <laughs> job. But I'm so I'm so glad that we got this time to talk today. And at least your social media person will have a day off because they can share the podcast. Yeah, there, you <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I appreciate you all so much. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for what you do. Thank you, Amanda, for your time today. For more information, see undertheradaromaha.com. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.